We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in. Week three is here. The DFS OGs back in the house. Noto, shot, and beer. Ready to break everything down here in week three from a betting perspective. We, of course, sponsored by our good friends over at BetMGM. Kick off the new pro football season with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM. Use our promo code GRINDERS, your first wager, risk-free, up to $1,000. So make sure you guys take advantage of that. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario. Only must be 21 years or older to wager 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer only. All promotions subject to qualification, eligibility requirements, rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets, or site credits that expire after seven days. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text. Hope, New York, in New York, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 800-889-9789 in Tennessee, or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi, in Ontario. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario, 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in New York and Nevada. Okay, I am out of breath. We got that out of the way. Welcome in, guys. Week two is in the books. Crazy week. I mean, a ton of teams making huge comebacks uh, at the end of the game. I know a couple of us stung us. The, the Jets somehow pulling it off against the Cleveland Browns. The Miami Dolphins, who you absolutely needed in DFS this week. A shocking win in Baltimore. So, Guys, week two, did we survive the madness? Noto, let's start with you, buddy. How we doing? How was week two? 
Well, from a betting perspective, I got uh, obliterated. Um, it was pretty bad. Uh, so that wasn't good. You know, DFS, I had enough Lamar and Tyreek to to make it a profitable week, but uh, didn't make up for the, uh, you know, betting losses. But uh, yeah, great job on the read. This is why we had you do it. You know, we were talking before the show. I would have stumbled over myself at least 10 times during that read. Well, we're gonna we're gonna shuffle up those duties. We're we're gonna split that. I don't have enough breath. I'm I'm getting old. I'm getting bigger. That's a long read. So, uh, gamble responsibly. We will sum it up uh, as that. Uh, chop week two. We talked pre-show. We probably didn't have enough dolphins in a spot we should have. How did week two treat you, my man? I actually didn't catch the first. Could you reread that thing for me? I didn't catch. Not happening. You can go back and watch the replay. And anyone out there, you you want to you want to catch that that glorious read? You, you can get, you can listen to it as many times as you want on the rewatch. So, Chop, you've been assigned the read for week four. So study up. But uh, week two, how was it? Uh, you know, DFS was okay. It wasn't great. wasn't bad. It was just uh fine. The uh. You know, looking at the bets that uh, I put in here, the best bets. Uh, yeah, I was, I was quite invested in the New Orleans bet, you know, just and then I thought they dominated. I thought they were that was an easy win up until the point where Mark Ingram fumbled when they were about to take it in for a touchdown. Like Mark Ingram fumbled and cost them basically the game. So it's always disappointing when that happens. But uh yeah, it was okay, man. It was an okay week, too. I'm still still waiting to spring a big week here, hopefully eventually. Well, knowing your history, Chop, it's coming. So just, just keep plugging away, and I think you're going you're gonna to find that big week. So uh, before we get into week three, we're going to cover every game, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and the Sunday slate. So let's recap those bets that we are talking about. Now, Chop, you weren't alone. All three of us landed on the Saints. And like you said, I mean, that, that's a 3-3 game. You're feeling pretty good about it. Who's going to score? And Tampa Bay ends up kind of pulling away uh, at the end, 20 to 10. So that one stung us. We all three were on the Lions, though. Lions come and uh, dominate the first half, try to let Washington back uh, in the game. Uh, but they survived, so we covered there. Chop, you also had Denver on the card. Noto, you did as well. Just a disappointing performance. I mean, just a boring game. I mean, nothing really happened in that game. Houston hangs around uh, and ends up covering that one. Chop, you did hit. On Green Bay, as I did, dominated that game against the Bears, as we expected. You also hit on Buffalo, a huge win against Tennessee on Monday night. Noto, stung by Cincinnati, somehow goes to Dallas and uh, just does not perform against Cooper Rush and company. Uh, my other bet, Vegas, uh, another one that just gave it away, dominating the game and gives it away at the end. Arizona somehow uh, wins that game in overtime. And I also had Philly on Monday night uh, with a convincing win. Uh, there against the Vikings. So uh, as for our best bets, standing-wise, Chop, you got some work to do here, my man, 4 and 10. Noto at 500 at 5 and 10. I'm sitting a game over 500 or two games over at 6 and 4 on the season. So uh, week three, uh, looks like an interesting slate of games. As always, let's start with Thursday Night Football. Cleveland hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Both teams come in one and one here at BetMGM. We got Cleveland minus four and a half. Total way down there, 38 and a half, as you'd expect. So, Chop, let's start with you. Cleveland looks good for 90% of that game and then somehow gives it away to the Jets. Pittsburgh uh, doesn't look great uh, either the first two weeks. Uh, they end up losing to New England at home. So, what happens here? Very low total game, like we thought. This one should be ugly. 
Where are you going here, Steelers and Browns? Well, let's see here. First of all, I want to correct one thing real quick. Um, four out of ten, not four and ten. Four so out I'm, of four and six. There, four and there six. I don't want to set the record straight. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big difference there. But uh, you know, this game right here is yeah, this is an ugly game. I'm sure it's going to be a nice uh, rivalry game, so it'll be fun in that aspect. But the offenses are challenged here. And you know what's another uh, another thing I was I was saying the other day I was telling somebody, you know, you get these games and you mentioned the Green Bay Green Bay dominating and how we hit that bet right, and you're sitting there watching that game like I think it was the fourth quarter, like if they give Justin uh, Justin Fields credit for the touchdown instead yep. of it was a total coin flip he probably got in maybe maybe not what couldn't overturn it, they bust the spread like that's how these NFL games are so. You never, you, even the easiest win is never an easy win. It's always some tight, something you got to sweat. So I would imagine this thing goes back and forth with who's going to end up winning this game or cover the spread. So I can't mess with that. I got, I got to go under here. These offenses are challenged. I mean, one offense is led by Brissett and they're not particularly good. I'm very disappointed in what the Steelers have done this year. I guess Trubisky just isn't that good. I mean, I really thought maybe he could turn a corner here with a new franchise and a little experience, but it's almost going to be Kenny Pickett time. So I got to take the under here. I just don't see how you were going to score a lot of points in this game. I'm with you on the under for sure. Uh, if I had a lean, it's Cleveland. This thing opened at minus three. It's jumped up to four and a half, but you said, I think it's going to be an ugly competitive game that probably comes down to a field goal. So do I want to bet on Mitch Trubisky? Hell no. Do I want to bet on Jacoby Brissett? Hell no, I do not. I want to bet on an ugly game, which if you're playing the one-game slate, means kickers, means defenses, means the Cleveland running game, I think is the way to go here. So I'm with you on the under. I'm staying away from the spread here. Noto, you're a little bit more adventurous than us here. You want you want to put a bet on this game. Yeah, the damn Browns got me last week. Uh, they're going to get me again this week. When they went up 14, they had a 99.9% win probability, um, and they lost. So... Uh, I was waiting for the Miles Garrett news. It does sound like he's going to play uh, on Thursday night. That's enough for me. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky looked terrible week one. He probably should have thrown four or five interceptions last week against the Patriots. So I'm taking the home team. I think Chubb should have uh, a lot of success on the ground. And I was playing around with the Parlay IQ tool uh, there on scores and odds. And you can get, you know, a Chubb touchdown, the, you know, the Brown spread, and then maybe bring it back with, uh, you know, some passing props for the Steelers, something like that. Uh, it's a really cool tool if you uh, haven't checked it out. But give me the Browns for my first best bet. All right, lock it in Cleveland. He is more adventurous here. So Cleveland, a best bet for Noto. And, yeah, if you on the screen you're seeing scoresandodds.com. If you are not familiar, make sure you go check it out. Just an incredible site. The ability to compare odds across all the different sports books. And Derek mentioned Parlay IQ, uh, first of its kind in the industry. It'll show you the, the best bets that correlate with each other, whether it's the same game parlay or across different games. So uh, an incredible tool that, that is yet to be seen uh, in the industry. So a lot of fun uh, to mess with that. So that alone worth the price of admission. So go check it out. It's a site that we use a lot. We all contribute to the site. And Parlay IQ is a lot of fun to mess with uh, last week. And I'm excited uh, to dig in again this week. So. Uh, next game, let's move to Sunday. We got Baltimore uh, and New England, two teams uh, coming off. Uh, oh, you know, Baltimore blows that one. New England gets a W, but it was ugly. 
Uh, this one sitting at minus three at BetMGM, minus 105 on Baltimore, plus 115, or minus 115 for New England with that plus three, 43 and a half on the total. Now, there are spreads as low as one and a half out there. So, Derek, we got quite a, a wide range of opinions on this game uh, with the Ravens and the Patriots. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, you know, last week with the Patriots, we all kind of said, this line feels a little funny. Why are they favored on the road uh, at Pittsburgh? And when lines feel funny, usually uh, that means, you know, you want to take the side that doesn't look as appealing, which was the Patriots. And they went on to win that game pretty easily. So I don't have a strong take on this one. I don't think it's going to be one that I bet personally. Um, I'm going to take the under in this one just because the Patriots, they don't want to play at a fast pace. Um, they want to slow it down. Their defense is pretty good. They're playing at home. So I'll take the under, but – not a game that I'm going to be betting on personally. Yeah, I'm with you. A lot of bets and money flowing in on the Ravens. Uh, 89% of the bets, 81% of the money. It seems like the way most people are looking to go. I'm with you on the under, though. I see another ugly game. New England's never a team that's going to score a ton of points unless Baltimore comes out and blitzes them right away and forces their hand. New England wants to win ugly, run the ball, play some defense. So, Another under for me here as well. Chop, stronger thoughts here on the Ravens, uh, New England at home, and any spread bets for you here? Uh, yeah, I think so. But first off, I'd I like to address the uh, what Notorious was saying about the Browns, a 99% win probability. So can we tweak or adjust the probability thing? Because I see way too many of these 99% to win, then they end up losing it. If you're 99% to win, like you shouldn't be constantly losing. And teams constant, like you should tweak the thing, right? 99% means not. It like was 99.9 too. You're not going to say 100% means it's a done deal. Like that's a final score. It's a hunt. So 99 is, should be damn near like there's 30 seconds left. We just got to take some knees. That's 99%. Like if there's time on the clock, and, and you said it was 99% after the 14 to nothing lead. That's not a true 99% then. No, no, These guys, after, the, the four, after they went up 14 with less than two minutes. Okay. Well, that, even then, that's not yeah. like, you know. No, I hear you. Yeah, they need to tweak that. I mean, just – these these nerds and the numbers, man. They need to tweak this stuff, man. They ain't doing they ain't, they ain't giving us the right package here. But I, I'm I'm all I'm all over this game. I'm not worried about like I don't think it's that fishy. I'm okay with it. I'm taking the Ravens here as a best bet. I've been against New England since training camp. I don't think they have a good team. I think their offense is bad. I think their defense isn't as good as it's been in years past. The Ravens are Ravens blew that game last week. Man. There was a lot of that had to do with being terribly beat up in the secondary, and I get it. it but even even up to that point in the game when they were up late in that game, they were doing an okay job. I don't think it's going to take – they held up okay until that last run by Miami. They held up okay against the Dolphins. For sure they can hold up okay against New England. And New England's not much of an offensive force. I got to take the Ravens here. I think the Ravens uh, win this game going away. All right, best bet for Chop, Baltimore, minus the three here in New England. Next game, this one should be fun, guys. Buffalo traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Both teams uh, coming in 2-0 and uh, to this one. Huge total in this one at 52.5. That has ticked up from 51.5 at open. Uh, Buffalo open minus 4.5. That has gone all the way up to Buffalo minus 6. So, 
Chop Buffalo, I, I've said this many a times. It feels like when New England was just destroying everybody, like you couldn't make the spread high enough. That's how I feel about this Buffalo team. They're just better than everybody on both sides of the ball. And Miami, yeah, they, they get a good win, but they were down 35 to 14 or whatever it was uh, late in that game. So an historic comeback. Is Miami as good as they look on paper at 2-0? and Can they survive this test? They're at home. We generally like our home underdogs here, Chop. Are you believing in these Dolphins enough to take the plus six here? I mean, it's it's crazy. It doesn't feel like a big number for Buffalo, but it's a, a two and O team at home getting six points. That's pretty. That's pretty respectable, right there, man. Like for for but that's a lot of respect for Buffalo, is what I'm saying. Like, and I'm which we've we've been beating this drum for a while now. This team looks like the best team in the NF, like if they don't come out of the AFC, some, something happened. You know, if Josh Allen stays healthy, Stephon Diggs stay healthy, this is the best team in the AFC. It's the best team in the NFL, period, bar none. Uh, they got the total package. Don't know if I could lay six on the road, though, although I, I wouldn't doubt they cover it. You know what? I'll take Buffalo. I'm not going to put it down as a best. I'll take Buffalo just because you got to have some sort of like coming down off a high cloud if you're the Miami team. Like, after what they did last week, I don't think all that momentum carries over. I think they have a little bit of a dead stretch, and this is a really good Buffalo team. So I'll take Buffalo. Can't put can't put the stamp of a best bet behind it, but I still think Buffalo ends up winning this game by more than a touchdown. I, I do too, but I'm going to go to the over here. I mean, that Miami defense was, was just shredded by Baltimore, who is a shell of what Buffalo is going to bring offensively here. Miami has shown that they can score points. So Buffalo, a very good defense. I don't know if they're going to shut this Miami team down. So, Derek, big number here, but I think we get a lot of points. I mean, Buffalo can put 40 on the board on their own. So maybe the bet is just betting their team over here in this one. But uh, I like the over. I do think Buffalo wins by more than the touchdown here, but I feel better about the over. Where are you going here? Buffalo minus six, Dolphins plus six, or are we going on the total? I think the over is a very good bet. Uh, the Dolphins been one of the highest pass rate over expectation teams so far in the first two weeks. But uh, like you said, man, I don't think there's a line high enough uh, for me not to bet the Bills right now. They just look dominant. They've been boat racing teams. Uh, talk about Miami. I mean, look, they look great in the fourth quarter last week, but uh, Baltimore was down three of their best cornerbacks. Uh, so I don't know. Buffalo can get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, I saw today that two is 28th uh, under pressure out of like 32 quarterbacks since the start of last year. So if they can get pressure on Tua, I think it's going to be a different story. So I'm locking in Buffalo as my second best bet. All right, Buffalo minus the six for Noto, a best bet to go along with the Cleveland bet on Thursday night. All right, we go from that game, guys. Cincinnati and the Jets up next. Uh, the Bengals coming off a Super Bowl and the old Super Bowl hangover sitting at 0-2, but they are five-point favorites here. That has stayed steady. Since open, total has ticked up from 43 up to 45 here at BetMGM. So, Derek Jets get a, a very good win. Looks like another week of Joe Flacco here for this team. Garrett Wilson uh, certainly arrived on the scene. Uh, big game in Cleveland. These Bengals, though, I mean, the offensive line continues to be a problem. Joe Burrow uh, playing, actually playing like one of the worst quarterbacks uh, in the league right now. So, can Cincy right the ship here? Big five-point favorites on the road against an upstart Jets team. Everything in me says to lock in the Bengals uh, again, but I can't do it. Uh, they've burned me twice. The Jets already burned me once. 
Uh, you mentioned the offensive line issues. Burrow's been holding the ball too long, and they've been running on first down uh, more than almost any team, even when they've been trailing. Um, so they've been a very predictable offense thus far. I'm not messing with the five. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I think both of these offenses are good enough to to cover this total. But, man, I, I really want to lock in the Bengals. Uh, this is the team that I've been most wrong about so far. Uh, but I just can't – I can't go 0-3 on them. They've been stinging you. Uh, yeah. A lot of people uh, on Cincinnati. We're showing 88% of the bets, 92% of the money on Cincy. So, chop the public all over this thing. Any thought to go with the Jets here? and believe what we saw at the end of that game, or does Cincinnati right the ship here? Uh, I can't really – I really don't have a – I really don't have an opinion on uh, on this spread. Like, Cincinnati is a fine team. I'm sure they'll snap out of it. They spent a lot – a lot was made out of all the money they spent on the offensive line, and through two games, Burrow's been pressured more than he was last year. Like, this, the offensive line is not holding up very well. And uh, so I'd be nervous about that. I'd be nervous about the Jets, the fact that last week, so we know they have Elijah Moore. We haven't even seen him break out yet. And then last week we saw the uh, Garrett Wilson breakout game. That's scary already right there, okay? I'm scared. You got two guys now. You don't know which one. And, by the way, lurking is Corey Davis. And so Joe Flacco's able to get him the ball a little, probably more than Zach Wilson right now. So Joe Flacco's not a bad thing. I'd be scared to take the Bengals here. And then at the same time, I'd be scared to take the Jets for the same reason as the Dolphins. You're coming back off this miraculous win last week, and maybe you 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 come down a little bit off the cloud. Everything in the NFL says a team like Cincinnati won't go zero and three. So I don't know, man. I'm totally torn on it. So let's just say that uh, these defenses don't hold up. Too many weapons. I'll take the over. I just don't have a big lean on this game. I'm with you. I, I don't have strong feelings on the total here, the spread. I mean, if anything, I'd probably go against the public. If 90% of the public is betting something, track record is usually they're wrong. Uh, now, that being said, I, you know, it's hard to believe in the Jets. You know, yeah, you saw you know, a historic comeback, but for the first three and a half quarters of that game, they did not look great. So I would lean the Jets with the points, hope for a close game, uh, but this is one I will probably avoid uh, here on this Sunday slate. Next game, we got New Orleans traveling to Carolina. New Orleans one and one. Panthers yet to find a win. Minus three here in favor of the Saints. That's up from a two open here at BetMGM. Minus 105 for the Saints total at 40 and a half. So, Chop, they stung us last week. Uh, do they Do they go in to Carolina, a team that just looks awful? I mean, Baker Mayfield is, has not been great here. McCaffrey's been decent but not the guy that we've expected dj moore uh, has really been a disappointment as well not getting a ton of targets in that offense the saints we'll see what the word is on alvin Kamara, but chris olave chop i know you love air yards this guy had like seven thousand air yards uh, last week so uh he's starting to get it going michael thomas has looked good here uh Jameis, uh, dealing with a lot of injuries i mean it does not sound good so he, he likely plays but what percent Jameis do we get here so Chop, I know you're a big Saints guy. Do they right the ship here in Carolina? So as to the Olave air yards, you, you know, he might be a, lot, a big time recommendation this week for a lot of people, and he could go off. But you got to be careful with those air yards right there because if you watch the game, like they were all way downfield targets, and they weren't even close. They weren't even competitive. Like he was never going to get to Jameis overthrew him by like 15 yards 
every time. So I don't know, man. Those air yards might be a little bit deceiving. But with that being said, you know, Jameis kind of looks like a robot with the Saints. Like with with Tampa, he made mistakes, but he, you know, he he free flowed. You know, he he let it go. He let it rip. With New Orleans, it feels like he's trying to hold everything in just to not make that big mistake. Man, you can't you can't cage up a tiger like that, man. You gotta let that guy loose, man. So the faster they let him loose and let him wing it a little bit, the better this team's gonna be. I hope they do it sometime soon. I gotta ride this train again. I think the defense is elite. I have, I've seen nothing out of Mayfield leading this team that tells me this is a good offensive Panthers team. So I think the Saints can come in here and you know shut this team down. And I think the offense is good enough if they just let Winston chuck the ball a little bit. So he'll make some mistakes. What you're going to get in in the other possessions is is greatness. So uh, I'm taking New Orleans. Lock that in as a best bet. All right. I hate to do it to you, Chop. I'm not going to do a best bet. I don't want I want to go against you here. But I kind of like Carolina in this spot, catching points at home. Likely an ugly game. Very low total here. I think they got to get things figured out in getting the ball in the hands of DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey. It's simple as that. They don't have a lot of weaponry outside of that, unless you're. Uh, Robbie Anderson's mom, you want to make a case for him? Okay. But these two guys need to touch the ball. Now, the matchup, not great. New Orleans, very good defense. You worry about Baker Mayfield, but no, no, am I crazy here? I I like Carolina plus the three. Again, not a best bet for me, but uh, that's the way I'm leaning on this one. Yeah, I've never been a fan of Baker, but I do like the Panthers here. I mean, they're a couple plays away from being 2-0. I mean, the Saints, (laughs) they come out Sunday morning and say Jameis is playing with four fractures in his back and then they say but he can't he can't get any worse it's like how does that work uh if i have four fractures in my back i think if i get hit it'll make it worse but uh, i don't know how that works um and to child's point the air yards you do got to be careful with those if, if anyone knows of a catchable air yard stat out there please hit me up uh, i'd love to see that because it would be a lot more uh predictive when it comes to dfs but yeah i'll take the points at home I don't feel great about it. I'm not a Baker truther, but uh, get the ball to McCaffrey, and I think they can stay in this one. All right, let's move on. Another high total game here. Detroit, uh, the highest scoring offense in the NFL. I never thought I would utter those words, but here we are in 2022, and the Lions uh, have been putting points on the board. They travel to Minnesota, coming off that disappointing game. And What's up with Kirk Cousins in Monday Night Football? Let's just – what is the deal with this guy? Like – He can be very effective, and we all thought Minnesota has a shot to win this division. Has that thought changed here? And and Noto, what is the deal with with Cousins under the lights? Yeah, I don't get it. I'm still mad at myself for not locking that in Uh, as one of my best bets. It's just it's easy money. It's printing money if you just bet against Kirk Cousins in primetime. I still think they're fine for the season. Just keep him off of uh, those primetime games, and uh, I think they have a pretty good shot at winning the division. Chop, any thoughts on this? Kirk Cousins under the lights? You know, I, I kind of sometimes don't buy into stuff like that. And then I saw Minnesota week one and what they did to a real good Green Bay team. And I thought, yeah, you guys are going to get burned going against Cousins because that's not the, that's just not a real thing. It might be a real thing. <laughs> I mean, he he looked not only not good, he looked downright terrible because yeah. they could have competed in that game and maybe even pulled an upset had he just made like some of those easy throws. It was crazy, but maybe it is a real thing. Maybe it hits nighttime and the kid can't play anymore. I don't know, but I'm starting to – I won't I won't ever bet for him again when he's under the lights. Yeah, keep that one uh, Keep that one in your notes. Uh, anytime he's on uh, a primetime game, uh, maybe some easy money. So, 
Uh, Derek, we got the Lions six-point underdogs here uh, at BetMGM traveling to Minnesota. The total uh, has moved uh, from 15.5 to 52.5. That spread has come down, started at 7.5, settled in at 6, which which feels the 6 may be a little bit too high. So hopefully people were able to grab that 7.5 if you're on the Lions. But first road test. You, you know, they've looked good at home, a lot of coming off of hard knocks, and the crowd's fired up. Now you go within the division, a team that dominated the Green Bay Packers at home in week one. What version of Minnesota do we get here? Are we buying the Lions? Are we taking the points? Or do we continue to just bet the over? I mean, over's 2-0 and easily in these Lions games. They're, they're almost hitting them at the half. So a lot of ways you can go here, Derek. What are we doing, Lions and Vikings? I'm on team over just because the Lions, regardless of game script, they uh, are going to find themselves in shootouts. If they're behind, they're going to be able to come back pretty easily. We've seen what this offense is able to do. they got a lot of playmakers. Jared Goff actually looks like a pretty decent quarterback this year. And then if they're you know playing from ahead, this defense is going to be giving up a ton of points. So I'm on the over. I do think the Vikings bounce back and win this game, but six is a lot uh, for me. So uh, this is the game you want to stack for DFS. I think it's perfect. Uh, sets up really well. Both these teams like to push the pace, um, but give me the over. Yeah, I'm with you on the over. Uh, I I want to take the Lions. They were very good at covering spreads uh, last season. I think they're going to continue to be competitive in a lot of games, but uh, over feels like the, the more sensible play here. Minnesota should get back on track. Uh, their defense is not good enough where it's going to prevent Detroit from scoring points here. So uh, two for two on the over top. Are you, are you with us on that, or are you diving in on the spread here with Lions-Vikings? No, I can't. I can't mess with that spread. I don't think so. I, I'm going to take the over two. Uh, yeah, my analysis would be that Minnesota's back at home. Detroit's defense doesn't look great, so I think we'll get back to the good play from Cousins, which is going to lead to a lot of points. And on, on Detroit side, there is going to be very few defenses that are going to uh, slow this offense down enough this year. And I say that because their their offensive line is staggeringly good, staggeringly staggeringly good however you want to say it that sounds good enough they're like swift is a good running back uh, he's really good and then you combine him and what he can do with an offensive line that's giving him so many yards before contact it's sick now question for you guys and i was just thinking about this the other day so you go let's go back now a couple years to the draft <clears throat> and uh cincinnati they took Jamar Chase, and he looks like a game changer at wide receiver, but they passed up on Sewell, who could be an absolute game changer in the offensive line, and we see what he's helping Detroit do, and you see what Joe Burrow's going through. Would you still make it the Chase over Sewell pick? I would not because, you, I mean, you already had T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd can be a serviceable number two, and then you plug somebody else in at the three. You still got a hell of an offense with Joe Mixon, and you get Mixon a line. You get Burrow a line, so – I mean, it, it's it's Chase is phenomenal, no doubt. Not not nothing against Jamar Chase, generational talent, as the kids love to say. But uh, I'm a big believer in the trenches, you know, building strong offensive defensive lines first, and then building out from there. So uh, I was with you in the Sewell pick uh, from the time we've talked about it years ago. Still with you now, Derek. Your thoughts here? That's a great question. Uh, I think I would. I don't know. At the time, I wanted the offensive lineman for Cincinnati. I think it made a lot more sense. But I think it's a coaching issue with their offensive line. I mean, they brought in a bunch of good players in the offseason, and they're worse than they were last year. So I don't know. Uh, it's hard to look back, but uh, I love the question. Love thinking about that kind of stuff. 
Yep. All right. So three for three on the over there. Next game. I, I'm going to see if, if anyone's got any stones here. Yes, I do. To, to, to bet the Indianapolis Colts, who have been probably the biggest disappointment. I, I don't even think it's close uh, so far in the NFL. Uh, the tie in week one, uh, two in Houston. You get shut out by Derek's Jacksonville Jaguars. I know, Derek, you enjoyed that one here. Uh, now you got Kansas City coming to town, who has blitzed everybody thus far. Uh, big line movement here. This thing opened at minus three in favor of the Chiefs. We're up to six and a half here in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Total in this one is up there as well at 50 and a half. So, Chop, going to stay with you here. You have the stones to bet the Colts here. Six and a half point home underdogs, or are we just going to continue to roll with the Chiefs? Oh yes, you can you can give me the Colts here. Um, okay. Don't now. Don't I don't think I have the stones to lock it in as a best bet, but I absolutely you know would be surprised that the Colts you don't get the best effort out of the Colts here in this game, and and the Chiefs going on the road to an O. They're good, but. Yeah, I think the Colts have the game plan, the the, uh, the ability to kind of neutralize Mahomes a little with Jonathan Taylor. You got you got feed your you got to feed your guy. I don't know what's going on with Matt Ryan. You know, maybe maybe three three quarterbacks in three years, four quarterbacks in four years, maybe if you count some of that stuff, is a little was a lot to overcome for Indianapolis. But I'm gonna stick by the fact that I think Matt Ryan is still the be best quarterback that they've had in a while and it's a good coaching staff i think they'll write the ship and i think it starts this week so i like the colts here all right chop had medium stones Derek. He, he likes the colts he's not locking them in as a best bet uh, you want to go big here or are uh, too many concerns here with this colts team yeah locking them in as uh my third best bet of the week uh, i see i don't mind a uh, money line a little bit of money line okay. action too. there we go so yeah everything chop said look the chiefs look great uh, I think the Chargers could have beat them pretty easily, um, you know, last Thursday night. But, I mean, the Colts, we can't hold it against them. I mean, Jaguars, they're going to shut out a lot of teams this year, uh, all the way to the Super Bowl probably. Uh, but, no, kidding, <laughs> kidding aside, Pittman's back, back at practice. I think the running game's going to get going. They're back at home. Uh, it just feels like a game where everyone thinks the Chiefs are going to blow them out, just natural overreaction, and uh, I think they cover pretty easily. I'm going to stay away from the spread. I'm actually going to go under uh, on this game. I, I don't know that this Chiefs offense is going to continue to, to score at the rate they're going to. The, this Colts defense, a respectable. We'll see if they get some pieces back here. But uh, I think an under uh, is in play here. If the Colts have their way, how are they going to do it? They're going to dominate time of possession. They're going to run the hell out of the ball with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. They're going to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines. So kind of correlates uh, with your guys' bet. I, I don't even hate a little – a two-teamer there. If the Colts are going to win, it's likely going to have to be ugly. I don't think you want Matt Ryan going into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. You're drawing that 99.9% of the time chop. That's not going to go well for, for the Colts. So uh, I'm going to go under uh, on this one. It might be a little bit uglier of a game uh, than most people are expecting. Speaking of ugly, Raiders 0-2. Big collapse at home against the Cardinals. Titans get absolutely dominated in Buffalo 41 to 7. So both teams winless here. Latest spread up to two and a half in favor of the Raiders. This thing opened at Tennessee minus one. So it has flipped big time in favor of the Raiders. Total at 45 and a half, Derek. So 
Clearly, the Raiders the better. Of the, I don't know if it's even clear. These, these teams uh, both have been pretty bad. But uh, any thoughts here? I mean, which, which one of these 0-2 teams uh, gets off the schneid here? This is one I'm staying away from uh, with my actual money. But, man, it seems like Mike Vrabel has always had his guys in Tennessee, you know, just battling in the trenches and, you know, really just fighting until the end of the game. And we just haven't seen it the first two games. Uh, the offensive line hasn't been great. Uh, you know, Tannehill's really struggled, and then they just completely gave up against Buffalo. So I'm betting on the more talented team in the Raiders. Uh, you know, the road favorite doesn't seem great, so I'm not locking it in, but I just don't trust anything Tennessee's doing right now. Chop, which one of these 0-2 teams uh, gets the W? Can Tennessee get Derrick Henry going? Do we see a bounce back here from Devontae Adams, who was very popular uh, in Week 2 in DFS and laid a dud here? Uh, what happens to Raiders and Titans? So to Derek's point, they quit. Why did they quit? Why haven't they looked like, you know, the normal Titans team that we're used to under variable? Well, maybe it has something to do with the fact that you traded your best uh, wide receiver, your second best offensive player, period, in a salary cap move earlier, you know, over during the draft. So people don't like that. Players don't like that, man. You weaken the team because you didn't want to spend a little money. So it's not a good sign to give out to people. And I think they're paying for it now. They've looked terrible on both sides of the ball so far. The Raiders at least can, uh, you know, uh, rely on the fact that or look back on the fact that tough week one matchup, that's fine. You lose the one Arizona. What was that? That was probably 99.9% win probability too. (laughs) But like that was, that was a really flukish loss that probably shouldn't have happened. So they're def- they've definitely been the better team. One of these teams probably had decent expectations. Both these teams probably had decent expectations headed into the year. One of them is going to end up 0-3. I think it's going to be the Titans. I think the Raiders end up winning this game on the road. So I'm not, I'm not going to lock it in. But, yeah, I think the Raiders walk away with this game. I lean the Raiders as well. I think they're the better team here. You, you mentioned Tennessee just not playing with a lot of heart. I mean, they're really going to have to get Derrick Henry going here. Uh, Tannehill. I think it's going to come a time that, that they got to play the kid uh, Willis and let them see, do they have something here or not? So, you know, Tannehill, he had his brief year or two and uh, has not uh, shown much this season. So uh, I think it'll be Willis time here sooner than later. And that may start uh, if they lose this game. So no best bets here, uh, but I'm with you chop uh, with the Raiders minus the two and a half. So next game, Philly. And Washington, Philly uh, looks looks dominant, guys. Jalen Hurts uh, entering the MVP conversation here. Huge performance on Monday night against the Vikings. Big line movement here. Philly started minus two and a half. We're all the way up to Philly minus six and a half. Forty-seven and a half uh, is the total here, Chop. So Phillies look great. Washington, you know, survives Week One against Jacksonville. Tries to come back in Week Two against Detroit. Falls short here. Carson Wentz. Yeah, getting a lot of talk in DFS land, putting numbers on the board, some solid receivers. Uh, should be an interesting game, and I think this one could be very stackable as well. It's not the 50s uh, in some of the other totals here, but two teams that love to play fast here. Chop, what happens here? Eagles and whatever the hell they're called now. Well, I would say that uh, I don't like to do the whole transitive thing where you look at one team and say, well, against them you did this, so you could have done this against them. But you look back at the Detroit – Philly, we were talking about Detroit's offensive line and how they smashed Philly. And then you saw what Philly did to Dalvin Cook and a pretty good offense, pretty good offensive line and running game. 
So that's how good Detroit is. But Philly is I'm, – I'm taking Philly as a best bet here. Like, I don't believe in Carson Wentz, that's for sure. I'm like his biggest detractor. So I don't like Carson Wentz. And if there is any te- – every team in the league has a blueprint on him. But if any team knows him inside and out, it's his former team that traded his ass away. They'll know exactly what to do to shut him down and how to rattle him, which is not hard to do anyway. This offense with Jalen Hurts right now and A.J. Brown, in the NFC at least, they're unstoppable. I, right now I can, I can foresee them going to the Super Bowl against Buffalo, and I don't think anybody beats Buffalo. But right now they're the best team in the NFC. Uh, Jalen Hurts is just – I don't think he's a very accomplished passer yet. I don't think he ever will be. But his combination of running and passing – is elite and they'll put up points and Carson Wentz won't. So locking in Eagles best bet. All right. Third bet for chop on the board, Philadelphia. Derek's got three. I have yet to submit a best bet and not going to do it here either. I'm with you. I like Philadelphia. Uh, just not a best bet. I actually like the over a more here. I mean, these two teams love to throw the ball. That stops the clock. I, I think we're going to get some scoring here. It's can Washington do their part of it, Derek. Uh, again, Philadelphia, Team total, maybe that's the bet here. But I lean more to the over in this game. I like stacking this game in DFS. Are you with Chop here? Or does Washington cover these points at home? Yeah, I really like the the pick from Chop. I think uh, Philly's going to run away with this game. Look, Washington, they're a bottom three run defense so far this season. And they've come back in both games. You know, they were down big against the Jaguars. They were down big against the Lions. I think Philly has the cornerbacks needed to kind of, you know, if they get up big, I don't think Washington's going to make a big comeback like they had the first two weeks. They have Darius Slay, brought in James Bradbury. They traded for Gardner Johnson. So this is a team that is solid on both sides of the ball. I'm not locking them in, but uh, give me the Eagles. All right, we go from that to an ugly game once again. Houston and Chicago. I mean, this is you got to be dedicated to watch this one. But I do have a best bet on this game. So we'll get Ooh. to that here uh, momentarily. Texans 0-1-1. Been competitive uh, against two pretty good teams uh, in the Colts and the Denver Broncos. Chicago, uh, big week one win against San Francisco. Uh, somewhat competitive in that game in Green Bay. Like Chop said, a field scores, maybe it's a different game. They cover that spread. Needless to say, we got Bears minus two and a half here at BetMGM. Total sitting way down at 40. So, uh, Derek, ugly game, two pretty bad teams. Uh, which one survives here, Texans and Bears? Since we're only keeping track of five games uh, this year, each of us, uh, I'm going to abstain from this one, uh, just like I tried to last year. You guys wouldn't let me, but I am going to do it here. Um, but I will know from a DFS perspective, I think it's a little bit interesting. You know, we got Brandon Cooks. He's cheap, very beatable secondary for Chicago. And then David Montgomery, they were giving him the ball while down, you know, two touchdowns to the Packers a bunch. So I think this could be an interesting DFS game, but not one that I'm going to be betting. All right, Chop, let's go to you. We got an abstain from Derek. We got a low spread. We got a low total. Any picks here, Texans and Bears? I could see it going any way, either way. So uh, I don't really have a pick there. If I was going to do anything, I'd probably, you know, I'd probably go back towards the under. Like, the weather has had a lot to do with it, but Chicago's only thrown the ball 34% of the time this year they're they've been run heavy and like Derek said they were down by multiple scores and still running Montgomery last week so and I think the Texas may make a, a better effort to get Damian Pierce involved so I think it goes under I don't have a lean but I'm interested to see what your best bet is best bet on this game 
is going to be the Houston Texans plus the points. I like what I've seen out of this team. I said in our preseason pod, I, I think this team is underrated. I think they're going to be competitive in every single game. They should have beat the Colts. They let them back in the game. They had all the opportunities going to Denver, which is a very tough place to play and win that game as well. I am a non-believer uh, in the Chicago Bears. You mentioned Chop. They don't throw the ball at all. Now, Houston can't stop the run. That's the concern. You know, it's David Montgomery run all over them. But I, I hate to say, I think Houston's a more talented team out of these two. So uh, I will take the points. I don't hate the money line here. I think Texans go in there and get the win in Chicago. So uh, mark me down, Houston. First best bet on the board. All right, next game, Jacksonville. We're in the late window now, traveling to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Uh, big line movement here as well. Chargers opened up minus 10, disrespecting Derek's Jacksonville Jags. That is now down uh, to minus seven, and that's sitting at even. So uh, Jaguars minus 115 here uh, at BetMGM plus the seven total at 47 uh, and a half. So Chop, Jacksonville could very well be 2-0. and uh, They had their chances to win that game in Washington in week one. They dominate the Colts uh, in week two. Stiff test here, uh, hitting the road, crossing the country. I do take on the Chargers. Now, my question, what is the status and what Justin Herbert? I mean, that, that guy could barely even walk at the end of that game, uh, stays in and gets the job done. But uh, are you concerned there? What are we doing with this one? Jags and Chargers. I mean, that's the only possible reason I could think of that the thing would drop like this. There's no other reason why. Like, somebody must either think something or know something. So would it be a shock at this point when you see a line moving like that that they rule out Herbert? I don't. It wouldn't be a shock at all. And there's no way I could lay points with uh, who's the backup? Isn't it uh, the old the old guy that's made a lot of money by just being a backup? I forget his name. Phil Tyrod or did he leave? No, no, they, he's uh, from the old him Missouri guy, the little the Chase little Daniel. Oh, Chase that's Daniel. Him, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so there's no way I'm laying a touchdown with Chase Daniel. So this tells me, beware, Herbert might not be playing. And because of that, it makes me not want to even mess with this game. If I was going to do anything, not knowing those facts, I'd take the under. Just even Because even with Herbert, you could the defense should still be able to control Jacksonville. And then maybe you get a little running game action. Even with Herbert, do you really want to drop Herbert back 30 times and let him take a bunch of shots to his ribs? No, I think they run the ball a little more. So I'd say the under here, but I don't have a lean with, with not knowing the Herbert news. All right, before we get to our resident Jacksonville fan, I'm going to lock in another best bet on this game. And Derek, I'm a believer. Uh, Jacksonville <laughs> is playing some good football here. This line, like Chop said, I, I don't know if Herbert's in or not. Even if he's in, what percent? He's certainly not 99.9%. He's going to be closer to 60, 70% here. And I hate the across the country travel, but I think the Jags can potentially win this game, but definitely can stay competitive in this game. So uh, it has ticked under seven at a few spots here. I'm locking in Jacksonville as a best bet plus the points. So crazy, not crazy. This is your team. So you let me know Jags best bet for me. Sounds like we have an AFC South truther on our hands, uh, betting the Texans nice and Jags. Locking in the Texans and the Jags. I might, I might have started drinking early today. <laughs> I don't think it's crazy. Trevor Lawrence has looked good. Christian Kirk has really helped uh, the passing attack. And then the defense is playing well. So it's not crazy, especially with Herbert uh, there. I'm not going to go with you. I'm going to go with Chop and bet the under just because I don't know what to expect from Herbert. But uh, isn't it crazy that the same doctor that 
punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung is now working on working on Justin Herbert. How is he still there? I don't know. I'd be asking for a, a second opinion, third opinion. Don't let this guy anywhere near me. <laughs> Wasn't Tyrod dealing with the rib injury too? Uh, when it happened? I don't remember what it was. That was like that was week one, right? That's how yeah. Herbert even got on the field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that might have been on purpose. We don't even know. Maybe that maybe he got rewarded for that. Where is Tyrod now? He's he's suing the doctor now. Anyone know where Tyrod is? In the Giants, maybe? I don't know. Who cares? We don't need to talk about Tyrod Taylor. Let's talk. Battle of the Bays. Green Bay, Tampa Bay up next. Uh, line movement here as well. Opened up Tampa minus three. We're down to Tampa minus one here at BetMGM. Total, a pretty low total here. 41 and a half. Two pretty good defenses here with these two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So, Derek, let's stay with you. Uh, Tampa survives. Uh, it's not pretty. There's not a lot of stats being put on the board. Leonard Fournette apologizing to his fantasy owners here. Uh, big brawl there in that game. So Mike Evans suspended for this game. So they're going to be down a couple receivers here. Green Bay writes the ship at home against a bad Chicago team. So, you know, not a lot to get too excited about here. Uh, should be a fun game to watch. I do have a best bet on this game. Derek, your thoughts here, Packers and Bucks. I'm going to return the favor. You bet uh, on my team, so I'm going to lock in your team, uh, Beer. I love the Packers in this spot. So the Bucks, they're not only down their offensive linemen, they're down their backup offensive linemen. They're playing third stringers right now. Akeem Hicks just got ruled out, one of their best run stoppers. Mike Evans is suspended. Who knows if Julio, Godwin uh, are going to play in this one. So, yeah, I mean, give me the healthier team. They got a little bit of confidence uh, coming off of the win last week. And I bet against the Bucks twice. I've been wrong twice. So I'm ready to get hurt again. But I just see, you know, Green Bay dominating this one in the trenches. I am with you. I am locking in uh, the Green Bay Packers here as well. Would not surprise me to see this game uh, end up as a pick em, uh, by the time it's ready to kick off here. Uh, been good so far. Betting against Green Bay in week one, going with them in week two. I'm feeling it again here. Uh, in week three, just too many injuries there for Tom Brady to survive. The, the guy is not mobile. You don't have a line. He's got nowhere to go. He's got no receivers. They're going to need a hell of an effort out of the defense and Leonard Fournette uh, to get the job done. You can certainly run on this Green Bay team, but I think they're going to make a concerted effort to slow him down uh, and should be able to control this one. So give me the Packers as a best bet as well. Chop, we making it three out of three, or are you going with your boy Noodle Arm, Tom? Listen, we're going three or three here. Best bet. <laughs> Give me the Packers. Give me the Packers here. This is not this is not even close for me. Uh, like, I'm not a Brady, Brady truther. I'm an anti-Brady guy. I think that, uh, you know, when he won that first Super Bowl in Tampa, he fell into a situation where probably 20 quarterbacks in the league could have won a Super Bowl with the best defense in the league, a great offensive line, great group of the best group of pass catch up. So I don't want to get into all that, but you look at, look at Brady now at these press conferences, something's going on personally with him. He looks like he's wearing like a Halloween skeleton costume in his face. His face looks sunk in. He missed that time in training camp. It was mysterious. I don't want to get into his personal, but something's going on. Like, like Derek said too, the offensive line is depleted. The wide receivers are just absolutely obliterated right now. Yeah, Green Bay's got to walk in there and win this game. And I and I and I keep hearing Tampa being brought up as a NFC threat 
eventually. Maybe if they get perfectly healthy and, and Brady starts to come back around, maybe because they do have a good defense. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. But there's a chance, slight chance, not a 99% probability chance, but there's a slight chance that maybe Brady has just finally hit the wall. And that's it. You know, he's old. He's older than he's older than us, man. And he's out there playing football. Maybe it's time. I don't know. So definitely locking the Packers, though. All right. Three for three on Green Bay. So that's four for you, Chop. Four for Noto. I still got two left uh, here to go to lock in some best bets. Next game, Atlanta and Seattle. Open Seattle minus three. That's down to Seattle minus two. Total at 42 here, Chop. So uh, we saw Seattle, spirited effort, week one. We saw them go on the road as expected uh, and dump that game uh, in San Francisco. Meanwhile, Atlanta been competitive. I mean, they, they had New Orleans in week one. They battled back against the Rams uh, in week two. So two bad teams here, very low spread, kind of an ugly total. What are you doing here, Seattle and Atlanta? And I do have a best bet coming up in this game as well. You know, I've got one best bet left, and I really, really debated using it on this game. Because I kind of like Atlanta, but I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to I'm just gonna lean Atlanta. And uh, I just can't lock in a best bet for this team on the road in Seattle. So I'm just going to lean Atlanta. But you look at their two games, they've been very competitive, and they're feisty, man. They're very feisty, and I think Seattle is uh, – they played their best game of the year was in week one. I don't think they'll ever play better than that this year. That was the Brussels game, and so I'd lean Atlanta here. Well, you're leaning Atlanta, Chop. I'm pounding Atlanta here. I'm going to go with my fourth underdog here as a best bet. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons and playing competitive football. Mariota's been better than they thought. They're not getting anything from Kyle Pitts yet, so that could start this week. Drake London uh, looks like the real deal in this defense. Yeah, they're giving up points, but they've created some turnovers here as well. And Geno Smith, uh, it's only a matter of time before we see the blow up here. So I think Atlanta wins this game. So Prefer the money line, but I will take them plus the two, locking in the Falcons as a best bet. Derek, your thoughts here, Atlanta and Seattle. I like Atlanta, too, for all the reasons you guys mentioned. And uh, one of my favorite highlights from week two, the Seahawks ran out four running backs in a wildcat and ended up throwing an interception. Um, that was just a, an amazing play uh, down near the goal line. I don't trust Pete Carroll. Um, and one other note, this could be one of the slower-paced games. So it's projecting as like the second or third, you know, slowest-paced game. Both teams like to run the ball. So the under is in play as well. But give me the Falcons. Yeah, I don't hate that under as well. It's probably going to be an uglier game. I just think Atlanta has a little bit more talent. So even going on the road, uh, give me the Falcons and the points. All right, last game uh, in that Sunday afternoon window, Rams and Cardinals. Uh, line movement here. Rams went from minus two to minus three and a half. Total up there, as you'd expect, at 48 and a half. So, Derek, we'll stay with you. Rams uh, right the ship against Atlanta, survive. I mean, they, there was the potential to lose that game, but they get it done. Uh, Arizona, speaking of surviving, uh, that crazy ending there in that game in Vegas, that, that was incredible to watch. So, what happens here? Two division opponents very familiar with each other. Are you backing the Rams on the road or are you taking the points with the Cardinals? Two teams that have uh, underwhelmed so far this season. You know, the Rams got blown out and then didn't look great last week at home. Almost blew that one. And the Cardinals, just Cliff Kingsbury, his offense just isn't working right now. The receivers, obviously, without Hopkins and Rondell Moore uh, are kind of a mess. So 
I'm going to take the Rams. Last time these two teams played in the in the playoffs, the Rams just bow raced them. So I like the Rams. I don't trust Kingsbury, but this is not a not a bet that I'm going to have money on. Yeah, no strong takes on this one. I, I lean the Cardinals with the points chop. Uh, I, I lean the under, but uh, neither are bets I'm probably making on this one. I, I, this game could go a variety of directions. Which Atlanta or which Arizona team shows up is my biggest question. So. Uh, I'm going to pull the abstain here uh, that Derek loves to use. But Chop, uh, any more thoughts on this one, uh, Rams and Cardinals? Uh, yeah, it's the fact that they threw in that extra hook on me here makes me not uh, want to take the Rams. Can't take the Cardinals because they haven't looked particularly good as a team this year. But just kind of perusing what they've done here this year. They, they've played four games between – the two teams, they play four games here this year. And uh, they've hit in the 50s on three of those games. So maybe the over here. Maybe I'll take the over here. All right, let's go to Sunday Night Football. San Francisco traveling to Denver. This thing opened Denver minus two and a half. That has flipped. Big four-point swing here in favor of the Niners. So they now sit at one and a half point favorites here on the road. Total at 44 and a half. Uh, obviously, the story with the Niners chop, they lose Trey Lance. Luckily, they keep Jimmy G around, so he is stepping in here. More injuries at the running back position for this team as well. But going in and playing a Denver team that, that's right there with maybe the Colts as maybe the most disappointing uh, team through two weeks. This offense just looks terrible. Russell Wilson starting to look old back there, just not as mobile. Uh, Jerry Judy's injured here. Albert O disappears. So uh, what are we doing here? Niners and Broncos, Sunday Night Football. Yeah, uh, yeah. good for them that they kept Jimmy G because they'd be really struggling right now if they hadn't. But uh, this is a this is a be- this is a best bet for me. I only got two games left, and I certainly can't uh, I can't go down that next game as a Cowboys game. I can't I can't clear my mind and do that without having a lean towards my Cowboys. So this is going to be my best bet, and it's going to be the Broncos. Uh, you know, I just can't think. I just can't imagine that Russell is somehow washed in this offseason. Like, I, I still think he's got good football left. There's something, obviously, something with the coaching here. The coaching is terrible for Denver, oh, yeah. let's face it. So maybe he gets that out of his system, and maybe that – and they figure that out, and then Russell starts playing again the way he can because I know he still has it in him. San Francisco I'm worried about here with Jimmy G. Like, there's a reason why they were willing to move on to Trey Lance – when they had really seen nothing out of Trey Lance that was any good, it's because Jimmy wasn't that good last year for the most part, man. Like he had a nice magical run in the playoffs, but that was because of the defense and the running game. I don't think Jimmy G has ever really done anything since his New England days to to be put up on a pedestal. I think Denver, I think Denver ends up winning this game, so I, I give me Denver as a best bet. All right, I'm going to stay away. I could see either team winning this game. I mean, these are two teams that could be very good. They're two teams that, that can disappear at times. Uh, I like the under here, Derek. The, the number seems a little bit too high. Uh, team San Francisco wants to get that run game going. That chews up clock. Denver, maybe they don't want to wing it out as much either and get the ball in Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon's hands. So uh, I would have pegged this total low 40s. It's sitting at 45. Uh, under play for me here, Derek. Your thoughts, uh, Sunday Night Football. Nathaniel Hackett, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is the worst clock management I've ever seen. They were lining up for a 52-yard field goal in an important spot in the game. 
they take a delay a game and then they punt instead of kicking the 57 yarder after kicking a 64 yarder the week before, um, not at altitude. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. The Denver crowd was counting down the play clock to yep. try to help this offense. I've I've seen this in the NBA games where like the road team they're trying to mess them up, count down the wrong, you know, three, two, one, trying to get them to shoot. No, they, they were trying to help the offense because it's been so bad. Um, <laughs> I lean towards Denver, but my goodness. Yeah, I get you know when you hire a guy named Hack, Hack it. That, that should have been uh, an indicator. Maybe he should have stayed as a coordinator. It's been ugly. We could count to. We could probably do an hour pod just on Nathaniel Hackett uh, and his his mess up. So let's move to Monday Night Football. We got Chops Cowboys uh, in action, coming off a surprising win uh, last week against Cincinnati Giants. Uh, here are the opponent two and zero, oh, uh, two kind of ugly wins, but. Uh, big line movement here as well in favor of the Giants it is down to Giants minus one total here at 39 at bet MGM. So, Derek, you and I have one best bet left on the board. So one bullet left. Uh, where are you going here? Giants or Cowboys? I'll not be using it here. I'll have to circle back and uh, lock in the Eagles um, as my fifth. Because... All right. You want the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Okay. These two primetime games, geez, can we get yeah, something uh, a little bit better? Uh, it's pretty bad. Um, anyway, Cooper Rush, you know, teams kind of rally around the, you know, when the back, or when the quarterback gets hurt, the backup, his first start. I should have saw that coming last week instead of betting the Bengals on the road. But now that they're going on the road, it's just hard for me to see it. I do like uh, the Cowboys' defense, uh, you know, causes some problems for Daniel Jones. He's he's still one of the worst quarterbacks around. So, uh I don't like this game. I would like to take the under, but 39 is just so low. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it. If I had to make a pick, I would take the Giants. I am locking in the Giants uh, as a best bet. My only favorite here, and it's the damn Giants uh, at minus one, but uh, I, I, they're going to be in these kind of games. Uh, ugly. I, I think they're going to be able to get Saquon going to worry. Dallas's defense played pretty well against Cincinnati, but – I just can't trust Cooper Rush on the road. He, he was decent. He, he did what he had to do. But this Giants defense looks looks solid. We'll see the status of Leonard Williams, if he's able to go or not. But, Chop, I'm going against the Cowboys here. I'm locking in the Giants uh, on Monday Night Football as my last best bet. Wrap us up here, Chop. What do we got? Cowboys-Giants. It's not a terrible bet. I mean, I'm going to lean towards the Cowboys only because I look at the you know, there's the four units. There's the Giants offense, Giants defense, Cowboys offense, Cowboys defense. I think the best unit out of all that is the Cowboys defense. That's so my worry. It's the only thing is, uh, you know, coming around end on Jones with those pass rushers and getting home to him could cause problems. So I'd lean the Cowboys just because of that. All right. That will do it here for week three. So a recap of the best bets. Chop is rolling with Baltimore in New England, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Green Bay, and Denver. Noto's got Cleveland, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Green Bay, and Philly. I am rolling with Houston, Jacksonville, Green Bay, Atlanta, and the Giants. So a lot of make you throw up in your mouth teams there on my list, but it is what it is. Uh, we'll see if one of us can rip off a five for five. Uh, this week so thank you so much for listening thank you to betmgm great sponsor of the show remember promo code grinders i am not reading through all that again so just use that promo code uh, and take advantage of that offer risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars can't beat it guys final thoughts so for the people chop what do we got ah looks like a good week of football i'm looking forward to it it's just 
can't beat it. It's only week three. So we got a long way to go, and uh, I think it's going to be a fun week. Absolutely. Looks like uh, some ugly totals here. So it, it'll be a fun week, but a lot of close spreads. So should get some competitive games. Noto, final thoughts. Week three, buddy. What do you got? Well, I just want to say thanks for tuning in. Uh, we know you got a lot of options. So uh, listening to us uh, makes us feel good. Uh, good luck this week. And uh, yeah, give me that Colts uh, money line bet. Let's go. Love it. Bold, bold call. Both you guys brought the stones on that one. I love it. So uh, if you are listening on YouTube, do us a favor, click the thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you want to leave some comments, uh, that helps as well. We'll be checking that out. If you're listening on a podcast uh, app, leave a leave a review for them. Tell, tell them we love the OGs. Give that five-star review. But thank you to you guys for listening. As always, best of luck here in week three for Chop, for Noto, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you for listening. Good luck. We'll see you next week.